0: For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is The Icons Club.
2: Shout out to that guy, The yeah. major
1: Oh, my goodness. It's professional
0: wrestling.
2: The king of Not mage. Stay a mage and enjoy yourself. Mut, mut 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 mut
1: mut 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 mut
2: Shout out that guy, I like delicious chicken. It was repugnant. It was repugnant. It's professional,
3: it's professional. Wrestling. Wrestling.
2: wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It's called Cheap Heat on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Uh, I am coming to you from the Upper West Side of Manhattan in New York City. I am the Mage One, the twenty four seven champion forever. Twenty four seven champion Peter Rosenberg joining me from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The EST of CHP. The physically large, the physically strong. The boy is mine. Oh yeah. SGG.
3: Oh yeah. I was trying to find that episode recently too. For I just I feel like we have a lot of retro stories that we can dip into. And so if anybody has that episode saved, then just a the clip. Of of us retelling that story, please send it my way because because we need that or any any old clips from any old cheap heats. We need that and we gotta boost up the archives a little bit.
2: I I think I do have. I think I I think I was sent the archives. Oh, well, perfect. I think I think I gotta dig through. Troy, what's the name of the uh, gentleman who you were connected to from ESPN before we? Uh... Gabe. Gabe, Gabe. I got to look search for my email for Gabe and see if I can find that. Also joining us by the way from Los Angeles. 35 <laughs> under 35 back from Coachella Dipperstein. Look how tan I look. You I've do look tan. Better. Yeah, cold. I know. Don't I look great today? You look honestly much better than you've looked. <laughs> You're <laughs> much <laughs> improved. Um keep the keep the got, beard how, by the way. Yeah, the the beard's a good length. You were going to ask me about Coachella. I got to tell you from from a distance Coachella seemed like a snooze. How was it? Um I would say a, it was snoozy.
1: It was snoozy, it right? It was a little it was a little Look, man. I'm 34, 35 under 35, about to be 35. About about to be
2: over 35.
0: Yeah.
1: I uh it's hard for me to be bumped like this uh, in a crowd
2: to this degree. Mm. I can't it's like, well, it's like real like life. It's like, it's like, um, on the ground turbulence. The truth.
1: That's right. The yeah, truth is no matter how analogy. hooked up, <laughs> no matter how hooked up you are, you have the artist pass, you have this pass, you have this band, there's 50 bands, you know, there's bands going up your entire arm. You can get it access to this, this lounge, AEG, BBB, every single lounge. On I it. love the B. You're still waiting in some line, in some capacity, no matter what, whether it's really, park, whether it's to walk into the festival, whether it's to this. It's, it, there's still lines, and I can't do lines, okay? Um, I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I'm not saying that I, I, I'm, I'm worthy of no lines. I'm just saying at this point in my life, to do lines for no, re, for no apparent reason other than leisure seems like a problem. It's I, not like I, it's the DMV where it's a necessity,
2: I, I, I think I need to, for everyone to understand that Dipperstein is actually saying this and it really is true. It's coming all from neuroses, not from being better than cause it really isn't that part of the line. Like you don't want to be seen with the peasants. It's that he, no. it's that you sincerely get, you get crazy when you're stuck in one place. He struggles to get out of a parking lot. He struggles to get into a building. It's all very frustrating for you. And I understand I am. I'm I'm not as bad as you, but I'm one notch behind. I'm not a fan. I get very when I show up to a place where I'm ex- someone invited me to be there and they're like, hold tight for a second, stand here. I give it about a minute. And then I'm like, all right, guys, we can go home at any time.
3: That's <laughs> why so, I mean,
1: WrestleMania for me, if a line is moving, I'm no problem. If a line's at a standstill, I have to find out why. I can't How? just let I can't just be idle in a line and not
2: know the purpose of the standstill. How bad was the chair line at WrestleMania? It was fine. At the um, second night. It's so odd.
1: So I go back from Coachella. I got back very late last night, maybe one in the morning. And I walk up to my front door, and there's and a let me giant guess, you got another box. chair? You got a chair? Is it, it must is that? Did you get one too?
2: Yeah, Natalie got a second chair. I think I must. It's it's the size of a chair, so gotta, it must be a chair. They said, they sent you the, the chair. It's it's crazy. What a nice gift! Why did they send me a chair? Who did that? Who am I? D- you filled out the thing.
0: I filled out the thing. <laughs> you
2: filled out the thing. <laughs> you guys both filled out the thing. So I could do they, a whole, they, It's yeah. I. I guess they just sent you a. Cha- I don't understand how it works. But guess what? Natalie loves Steve Austin, and having two Austin chairs is just. She got here. a pair. Is it the Austin chair or the other chair? Hers was the. It was you guys did it the first night. It's the Austin chair.
1: Right. I, I feel like I have so many wrestling chairs at this point that I could do a minion. I could, I, or
2: I a Phyllis Seder table. Well, don't add a minion. It wouldn't make sense. because Everyone stands. Um, there's only one thing SUG would stand online for. We know that
3: I'm intrigued by the meatballs. We oh, understand.
2: Yeah. yeah, that'll do it. You know, or somebody stole my head. So SUG, do we have anything going on outside the ring or, or nah,
3: we don't, it was a very slow news week. Um, the, the, Only thing, which I guess qualifies as the biggest thing, is that I saw that Kushida has left WWE. Fightful reported that he's gone from the company. Um, We haven't seen yet whether his contract has expired or or he was released. People are speculating that his contract expired and he just chose not to resign um, based on the wording of Fightful's reporting. But other than that, there hasn't been... It it was a a nice, slow news week in the world of wrestling. how much did how much did Kushida do at uh in WWE he was in NXT the entire time he was um Cruiserweight Champion at one point he's very talented and it's unfortunate because um COVID just really sort of you can tell stalled a lot of plans for a lot of people so you know it's possible that had COVID not played out the way the way it did and had had they not needed to sort of keep people in nxt versus transitioning so many people to the main roster um he might have been doing something else or might have ended up somewhere else but um he was in nxt the entire time and now he's reportedly gone from the company
1: we, we, there's one we're we talking about kushida keep going with kushida no i'm done with kushida let me tell you the one thing i did see outside the ring this week was the let me video guess. of.
2: oh no not was, not what I was it was say. the
1: video i, I was I, this is not a, i wasn't making a joke the video of Ric Flair in the ring with Jay Lethal. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, let me tell you something. He seemed great, and he can go. <laughs> I loved it. He good for go. him, man.
3: He cannot God. go. He,
1: <laughs> he
2: did it. He did a hip toss. He, he did he, a he, yeah. he managed to hip toss. He, I mean, he he a, Jay he
1: Lethal took,
3: took a few bucks. Okay, no, no.
2: Relative, I to thought someone, it was awesome, dude. No, relative to someone who I can't be wrestling anymore. He looked great. Relative yeah. to the last time he was legitimately in the ring, he was not that at all. I mean, no, he, he got old.
1: No, basically. but I mean, you know, seventy. But it's great 60, to whatever see whatever he is. It was cool. I'm glad he's healthy enough to be taking a, a body slam on the mat. That was. Awesome.
2: I just think the fun part is, honestly, for me, the fun part was that it was with Jay Lethal. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the fun part to see to me.
1: Here's um, my prediction: Flair is back in the ring in AEW and no time. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, uh, for, they, they
3: would do it.
2: But for real, when. When is he going to be on AEW TV? When they cut the check.
3: Anymore. When they cut the check, right? I thought like, they
2: did cut the check. They did, and they bailed on it, right? Yeah, I think they bailed. I don't think that's that's happened. what the, the story was that they were going to do it and then bailed after all the stuff came out. I guess I am just surprised, though I shouldn't be, because we have said Tony Khan is as averse to bad Twitter as anyone on planet Earth, right? I think the flair controversy at this point, I think, I think people would say things for a few days on Twitter and then they'd accept that it's Ric Flair and he's on TV. I, I don't, I don't see why they should never go back to him. You know, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying any of the things that have become a big deal at all, but I'm just saying they were all sort of behaviors that people generally already knew about. And while it's not okay, the dude has already done a documentary basically saying he was a mess for that entire part of his life. So I don't know if that means
3: you can now never utilize him again. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I'll say this too, in terms, you know, people have stated that there's been some chatter online, especially after this last battle of the belts that, you know, Tony Khan continues to work with other people who have some similar allegations out there. So, you know, just kind of, it's like an Yeah. if you're going to do it with someone check. else, yeah,
2: man, I would just love to see, I'm just being selfish. I would love to see him and Jay Lethal do a thing together again. That was a lot of fun the first time around. I would love that. It was obviously, fun in that
3: video last uh, yesterday. That yeah.
2: Jay- obviously Jay him did. and Andrade would be a treat. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, dude, the, you have the, you have the four horsemen basically all at AEW. Like there's a lot of options over there a lot yeah. of options. So, um I also saw one other thing SGG moving around, I guess. Though I didn't see any real bombshells coming from it. Um was the a, a follow-up article, a follow-up interview with Triple H.
3: Oh yeah, on the Athletic.
2: Yeah. So, the, he went into more detail and about the changes behind NXT and NXT 2.0. But I didn't see when I read through it anything that really jumped out. Um now and the other thing people are talking about right now, and you know, listen, he, he explains he, he explains that kind of the NXT 2.0 thing was always going to happen, and kind of gets into how it got there. Um, if you were looking for him to like drop a bomb and say something about how AEW, I mean um, NXT is not the same, blah blah, it's it's not that kind of quote. So people are speculating about what is going on with the brand split or lack thereof. Guys, are there are there
0: two I separate the shows thing. right now?
2: Because it, it's getting more and more blurry around every title.
3: Well, that's the thing. It's the championships that are not it, being split up. That's the, how they're doing it. The yeah, that seems split, to be how they're doing the it. the championships are what's floating, which we've been saying this on this show for years. That's the way to do it. Float the championships, man. Float the tag titles, the world titles, men and women.
2: Oh, well, so here's and, the question I ask you, though. Is it is 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 it that they're doing what you're suggesting, SGG, and letting the title holders float, or is this just sort of the beginning, the way that they're sort of gonna get back into a lack of brand split? You know what I'm saying? Is it just the beginning, and then before you know it, people are just on both shows because it feels that way right now. I mean, the way like when you think about Leah, um, Rhea, and Liv. There, yes, they were involved in the title picture, but they're just kind of going back and forth and having singles matches on both shows with Naomi and Sasha.
3: Yeah, I think that was a way to keep them in the title picture, but, um, but I don't think it. I don't think it nas- oh, well, they split up last night, so I, so they will definitely be doing more singles work. <laughs> so yeah, on. I guess we'll
2: see now. Well, I guess we'll see now that they split up. Will they?
3: Are we talking end about? Up-
2: I missed who we were talking.
3: About. Rhea, Ripley, Rhea, and Rhea and Liv, Liv
2: split up
1: yesterday. Oh. It's like, can't they just figure out a better way to split people up? They have to do the you cost me the match, angrily turn around, punch and walk out. Can't we do some, can't they just take one ounce of creative liberty and do something interesting to break up a tag team? I mean, that was so boring. I know it's been brewing for a couple of weeks, but not in an interesting way. And by the way, Liv should have been the one to turn, but they're not going to turn her. I don't know. I don't no, know. I, I like I, Rhea I, Ripley as a face. I like She you- works.
2: I like what you're saying. Like, like live turning would be interesting. Yeah, but it wouldn't be credible. Like Rhea, frankly, I think Rhea needs it. I, guess. I think I think heel Rhea could 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 be the last. She's already been going. I think a better direction the last six months than previously. But I think Agreed. I think a heel turn for Rhea could really get her to where she at least on the path to where we all think she should be. I believe it just it. they do it in they do it in the most basic way at this point. I
1: agree. Turns. I agree. It's 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 like
3: uh, although I have to say to, though. I, I, I agree with it, but I can't think of another way to split up a team. Like, I don't want to see them just be like, like how uh, new day did it where they were just sad to break apart. Like I need to, I need, mean, to, dude, I need Greg, to see a any knife to the other back. way,
1: any single ever, th-
3: please nothing, name anything. one. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I would like the um, suggestion.
1: Okay. I'll go back to the other thing they do. Like they've always done in previous years. Liv gets attacked backstage. She doesn't know who attacked her. It's a mystery for a few weeks. Should we see Rhea talking to someone? We see a couple of scenes where it's hinted that it could have been Rhea and ends up being Rhea. But it's not the same thing, though, right?
3: Your partner betrays you in some way. Yeah, it's but he means not
2: thing. literally the same thing as the person turns their back in the ring and you just run after them. Like that exact. Turkey. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah, it's not that it's not
2: that your partner doesn't beat you up. At some point, that's where we're going. That's what I want
3: to You're getting beat
2: up
1: by your partner. That's. But I agree with Dip that the Give me a reason run... to watch the next week and see. Maybe there's a mystery going on and I want to see how it plays out. And, okay. and, by, and by the way, you like...
2: it gives you the chance to make Rhea seem really demented because she's in on the investigation. She's like, Liv, I just, I just want to protect you." And you can build her up to be like, "Wow, how maniacal is this woman pretending to be your best friend, but she's the one attacking?" Her. Or she shows up with someone else. You know, that's very simple too. Aligning someone with another heel, and all of a sudden, someone, Rhea. I mean, listen. One of the things that's being bantied about the the turn could have come from her joining up with Edge and Damian Priest, which would be Mage, I think.
1: But like, yeah, so if they were going to do, let's say they're going to do that, it's fantasy book. Then you have, you know, the audio, the lights go out and she disappears and they're like, we're, we're, well, how, wow, she's mystical? Who, who knew that? And then, you know, you turn the weird things start happening to Rhea Ripley and Liv can't figure it out and she, they talk backstage. What, what's been going on with you? What's been happening with you? And there's no explanation for it. And then all of a sudden, one- How about we, this? She how about this? The explanation is,
2: how about this? Rhea disappears. When she comes back, we find out that she's been controlled by a miniature doll version of herself <laughs> and the doll is telling her what to do. And then after about two years, she just starts going to therapy for like six weeks <laughs> and then we just don't see her anymore. And what do you think about that? Wedding.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you think about that story? Whatever I'm
1: you know, give me something. I don't stop with the, the turnaround and punch and attack and then walk backstage is not a way to make compelling TV.
2: I mean, it can be, it it can be fine, but you have to care about. There has to be a. It would have to be a tag team where you care more about it. And, and in their case, they're already sort of a manufactured tag team, so Even, there already that was wasn't a good lot point there.
3: Because like, for that to be the punctuation, everything that happens before has to have some weight. Like it's not going to suddenly matter at the end because they broke up. I, I right, it hasn't had yeah, a lot yeah. of weight. It just, Atle- it, it hasn't.
2: I, I don't
1: know. Um, all right, let's. Um, it sucked. Okay, it
2: sucked. Wow, <laughs> I, did you watch last night? <laughs> that <was
3: harsh>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you the thing that I like. Do you think Dips mad now? I'll tell you something that Dips really not going to like. You like the wedding? The I I didn't mind the wedding. I the wedding it was, was, was too long. It was, it was too long. So it was fine. It was. It, it was fine, but that's not what I was going to say. I I like Charlotte's promo. I like Charlotte in the ring on the mic. Oh,
1: I uh, I, yeah, I just, think
2: she, I, I think she's kind of finding her footing, her voice as a bad guy. Yeah, it's incredibly annoying, and I think it's like working. I think she actually is. And I and and like listen, you know, it's not, it's not like she never fumbles on a word or has any mistake ever. It's not she's not perfect. I'm she's not you know an absolute perfect promo by any stretch but she doesn't sound like she's reading anymore and she used to she sounds sincerely like she means the things that she's saying i enjoyed it i don't know where the drew gulak as an interviewer thing came from out of nowhere this week but i enjoyed that whole i enjoyed that whole charlotte promo and, it, and i gotta tell you she's someone we've been very critical about her promos in the past i think she's improving
3: yeah i'm guessing they just threw drew gulak in there somebody that she can beat I, up and slap around right because she can't do that to yeah, that to thinks, Kayla that's that's right. Taylor or or any of new that, you know new all. girl Pat McAfee wouldn't do it or he couldn't do that's it right. I guess. That's right. SGG. Drew Gulak's just somebody that can can beat up. I mean, unless Charlotte. unless
2: he's back as an interviewer next week cuz this could just be the future direction for Drew Gulak. No. I don't think so. I think Charlotte, I mean maybe you,
1: but you think he's gonna, they, <laughs> they put him in the ring with Charles so they're ring with somebody get else beat up, <laughs> beat up again.
2: <laughs> well, you're you're right. So they, you're saying they had him do one other interview just to establish that that's what was happening. And yes. then he gets beat up and that's the purpose. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's all. But I thought she did well. I, I and by the way, I think I, I think she's kind of shooting at Rhonda. I, I, I think some of it I'm basing this on nothing. I know nothing about how they get along. I don't know anything. But I think that stuff when she's saying about how she's selfish and runs to management and makes demands and blah blah blah. I to me I that felt like there could be some real stuff coming out there. I don't know. I By don't the way, Ronda, we he, we have a huge moment coming up for Ronda. This this I quit match, guys. This tells you so much. If Ronda beats Charlotte and I quit, which we probably all expect will happen, yeah. Then it's business as usual. Ronda always is the one. You know, she's always on top. Ultimately. On the flip side, and it doesn't mean that much for Charlotte. It just it's a temporary, you know, thing, and she'll she'll get the title again. Yeah, it's not she, like it's la- Charlotte's last title reign. Was she
3: like thirteen time champion already? Yeah, she's yeah. fine. She'll be all right. <laughs> she's so it's, absolutely
2: it's, fine. The consequences aren't about Charlotte. The consequences are all Ronda, because if Charlotte is to somehow win in an I Quit match against Ronda, giving Ronda back to back losses at WrestleMania and WrestleMania Backlash. That could mean things are in a very different place for Ronda, in my opinion.
3: I, I agree. I agree. But the what I hope that Ronda has been around long enough to recognize and see is that losses at the right time to the right people can be meaningful. You know what I mean? Like Bianca Belair lost to Becky Lynch, and that was a that ended up being a very meaningful loss. So. Even her losing back to back to Charlotte, if they do it the right way with the I quit match, it could be meaningful. But because it's Rhonda, <laughs> I can see her.
2: Well, but it's to me, it's not even about how Rhonda takes it; it's about what it says about how they feel about her because she's been booked as flawless previously. So if now all of a sudden she's losing back to back matches to Charlotte, you know, to me that's that's sort of a, a, a real endorsement that no, no, Charlotte. You really are the one. She is a great attraction that we have when we have her, but we want you to be the one. But it also that,
3: it also allows them to put Rhonda in these different spots where it's not a foregone conclusion what's gonna happen with her.
2: True. I mean, and, and that's where your point makes sense, that if if she sees it the right way and uses it to try to work harder and make her character better, she could actually get over more. Right. Because right now, I mean, you know how I feel. I'm just being honest. I don't think I don't think Rhonda's over as a baby face. I, I don't I don't see I don't see fans really cheering for Ronda like that.
3: No, they don't want to speak at all. They they what all over her promos.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, listen, they boo Charlotte because I think Charlotte's doing a good job as a bad guy. But I don't think people are cheering for Ronda. So I don't know. Dip. I think
1: this is the coldest feud of all time. (laughs) I'm I'm so bored by Ronda Rousey in general. And Mm. I think it is such torture. No, I mean, it's torturous for her for them to even put her out know, there and have her, yeah. and have her speak. Why are they <laughs> yeah. doing this to her? Do any, I mean, it's just, it feels like it's like like a punishment to have her go out there and, and speak on the mic in front of 20,000 people every week. Um, I would love to see Charlotte beat her and make her quit and then have her go away for a while. I just don't, I don't, I'm not into it. I, I mean, I know none of us are, but it's really hard for me yeah. to, I mean, you know how I feel these days. Anyway, it's like and then watching her stumble and fumble over a promo is just it just cheapens the whole the whole thing for me. The whole show gets ruined. So,
2: well, it's going to be an interesting. I, time I respect
1: her I, as a UFC fighter, but I got I got news for you. I mean, it was years ago. You know, yeah. it was like I, I mean, mean, dude, not, that doesn't take anything away from her. She's the greatest no, female still, fighter but of it, all it, time. But it does, greatest.
2: but it does bother me. It does bother me, and yeah, she's definitely she's definitely. Second Top at two. best, if not Second. third or five. Nah, She could be third. She's she's really, she's obviously- Amanda, then company. her.
3: She's t- tier one. We, why are we abandoning our, brand, our branding? Yeah, she's tier she's one. one. She's tier, she's one, tier one, one. one for one. sure. But Amanda's yeah. better.
2: Um, tier but, one. But regardless, it's a long time ago. And that's part of my yeah. problem with her being booked in WWE still, like she's so dominant. Because to me, it's WWE saying, "Hey, we know we tell you guys every week that our superstars are the toughest, but if you've ever fought in MMA and were good, even if it was ten years ago and you got beaten you mercilessly in your last two fights, <laughs> yeah. you could still come here and destroy everybody because right. you know we're pretending." Like, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about that: if she were to be, if she were to have
1: become a superstar. And then been incredible on the mic and really exciting in the ring and her and every single thing that she did felt like it meant something. Then that would be a different story, but it was years ago. She's already it's it's and she's got all those it's got tons of issues or whatever. I mean, her in ring stuff at the end of the day, there are spots and there are moments that are interesting, and I give her a ton of credit. Okay, she's one of the toughest people ever, but it's not like it's Kurt Angle who had this amateur wrestling career and he was famous for as an Olympian and then he came in. Was entertaining in every way was the total package yeah. of wrestling, and then just transitioned perfectly. It's this. It's not like that. It's no, of like it, that. course she's it's not. not. She doesn't have w- media training. She's not ready to speak like this. <laughs> and I, did,
3: I, I, I don't think team? she
2: cares to put in. I don't think she cares to put in the work yep. because she was treated in a way they wanted her so badly. I don't think she's been forced. And by the way, guys, that's my number one concern about Gable Steveson. We're gonna find out. We're going to find out how ready you are. Like everyone who shows up here from this position, who was a big athlete elsewhere, who expects to be Kurt Angle. Yo, Kurt Angle is a pro wrestler Yeah. who happened to be born as an amateur wrestler. Yeah, but for, he's for a sure. pro wrestler. He's the real deal. And you can't just be like on paper. Gable Steveson should be the next Kurt Angle. But does he have? We have no clue if he has the ability to do what I actually believe Chad Gable is showing us he's capable yeah. of doing. I'm, I'm not sure we're ever replicating Kurt Angle. He's- I don't, Honestly, we're, not, he's- we're not. But I'll tell you what, Chad Gable's a lot closer to being able to be that guy than anyone else I see. Yeah, the because green. because
3: yeah. they don't they don't take themselves seriously. They didn't take themselves so seriously that they weren't game to do whatever, whether it was like a comedy segment. Or a serious segment, and being able to go back and forth between the two, like Ronda's not doing any comedy. You could guys. argue, like,
1: not to interrupt but you can you can you can you could make the case that the internet, you know, the internet is more prominent in wrestling now, and there's a lot more ways for people to be criticized for their work, sure. than, than than it was when Kurt Angle first started. But at the end of the day, it's like you gotta you gotta put forth your best effort if you're gonna be out there, especially if you're gonna be alone in promos with the top wrestler in the company, Charlotte. you know you you I don't know, man. i I, I just um I'd love to see Charlotte uh, get the win at backlash <clears throat> and um, and we can move on you know and and, and set Ronda up for next year Mania or something again yeah, I mean, against
3: Becky. Dip, you're right. the internet is is very harsh and <laughs> we on this podcast can be very harsh, but honestly, it's not impossible to overcome. You can you can definitely overcome it oh, by like it. yeah, by honing your craft and making yourself undeniable. Right? Even Roman, Roman was at a point when the internet was very tough on him. We were very tough on him.
2: Roman was getting crushed. Let's be real. Yeah,
3: he yo he came back from cancer, and and still got crushed <laughs> and made himself undeniable. Like because he kept working at at it. Like and the thing with Rhonda, you guys kind of approached this, but. Nobody really said it outright. I haven't seen any growth from her since that first match. Cause we were all excited about that debut match that she had with Kurt Angle, that tag match. And then yeah. you know it showed a lot of it's promise. The in- and then she stayed at that exact same level on the mic and in the ring.
2: It's not it's not the in ring work that's the problem. It's
1: it's, it's not. It's
3: but, everything but, 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 yeah. but the
2: point remains, the the in work the in ring work is fine. I, I don't find it to be that like super believable, which is so odd because she's legit tough. So I don't know why it's not believable, but there's something. It's the talking. It's the talking in the ring. And it's the, like it's while the she's in the ring. Yeah. That and the doesn't the, work the for slapping me. Her sh- the slapping her shoulders and like the whole, like she does this whole gimmick that she didn't do when she was a fighter. It's like, just do what you did when she you did were She did do a the fighter. face, though.
1: She did do the face. <laughs> yeah, she does the do the face. she Yeah. Oh, The angry face is so gimmicky, though. I know, they want, I know they want them to smile, and that's a big thing, the smiling right now, but like everyone seems to be smiling, but you know, she takes it to a way that makes it a, totally not believable. Like she's you guys, remember out. Let me just start this off and
0: just say, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank
2: you. I'm the winner of the oh, school.
0: Education. Thank you.
2: Weird. Uh, thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you.
2: That's just oh, a uh, Chad Gable thank you compilation. You can enjoy that on wherever you find social medias. This
1: is um, TikTok,
3: Twitter, all the stuff. Here's, a, here's, YouTube, here's another,
1: another thing, another another items that are bothering me right now. It's time for them to shake up the uh, the tag division a little bit. It's like, yeah. how many times can we see the Usos versus the Street Profits or RK-Bro versus the Street Profits and this one? And I mean, it's like, oh my God. I, mean, I think you're going to get your wish. To, something needs to happen with these with these people. Either Randy or, and Riddle need to break up. In an interesting, fun way, not just a turn around and punch and kick and walk. Well, cool.
3: it'll be a turnaround around at
1: RKO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah, that's I what mean, it'll I mean, be. I mean, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I need something more than that. I need. We need Street Profits to break up. We need something to happen in the tag division. The Usos yeah. can get all the belts, and it'll be fun, and that's great. But right, but we still need something else to happen.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm, think... I'm. I'm boring. I'm snoozing from the tag division. Yeah, they point.
3: need. They need. They need to freshen it up with some new, newer tag teams. Um. And something that I that really I realized last night was that I think Raw only has like three tag teams, so them unifying those belts and merging those tag team divisions it's necessary. Definitely, yeah, it, it's it's vital at this point because they have to do something. They have two sets of champs, and they each only have one challenger on the shows that that can like we haven't seen the Viking Raiders in I don't know how long. Um, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura injury put them on the sidelines, so. I don't even know what tag teams are on SmackDown. Los Lotharios. What are they? Oh, uh, they have
2: the lot, lot of
1: Lotharios on SmackDown. I don't know, man. I, I, it was a rough, sort of a rough SmackDown show this week too. I mean, it was. I mean, uh, you know, the 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 la, the main was Ricochet versus Gender Mahal for the no. The main the was um
3: Jimmy. No? The main was
1: Jimmy Uso and oh right, yeah, that that was the right before the main. Jimmy Uso versus uh uh Matt Riddle. That's but I, right. mean, with, with, I mean with the I mean, amazing pop-up RKO.
3: Yeah, they did their thing, Jimmy Uso, and Riddle. And Randy it was Randy good, killed it on the mic too in that opener. He really is. I don't
1: know. We're in a lull right now. Smackdown felt like a lull to me. Ooh, what are they doing with Mad Cat? What no are they doing with Mad Cat Chief. Moss? We got Matt we got Mad Cat Moss uh, getting a push. We happy about this? I think this guy's body type is like he's got the best body type I've seen in a few years of, yeah. uh, of somebody coming out there. Madcap Moss is getting,
3: is getting rewarded for making the Madcap Moss gimmick work, which is they gave him something. He, he leaned right into it. He didn't take himself too seriously. And now he's getting that push that comes with showing management that you're game for whatever they got for you. Yeah. <laughs> Well-deserved, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got, you know, you got the Veer. You got Ezekiel, which I thought was funny. That, that segment was sort of, a, you know, funny last night. But other than that, it, it does feel like we're in that post-WrestleMania lull where they're sort of introducing some more mid low to mid carters and having them fight Joe Bears, and then you know you sort of are trying they're trying to get a reset with some of the main guys. I feel like if we didn't get a Cody situation, I mean that was the shot in the arm that that this that we needed. I feel like if we didn't get that, we'd have some serious problems right now. What yeah. are your thoughts?
3: I mean, I agree. I agree. you know. <laughs>
1: Cody I, Rhodes, I, the main guy on the raw promo card, on the on the title card. I mean, oh my God.
3: Yeah.
1: Cody Rhodes, the biggest babyface in wrestling
2: in WWE.
3: Shock. Crazy. I, like, I still can't believe that.
2: It's crazy.
1: But it's
3: but it's but ring. it's
2: funny. It's we we should have actually predicted it because nothing has changed except that he arrived. Who was the big who was the big good guy before Cody got
3: there? Big Brock? E, but yeah. Brock. Big E Big E was. Big E was SmackDown. No, Big E had the WWE title.
2: Oh, before that, yes. Yeah. So that was the last, and that was the last, Big E was the last number one baby face?
3: Yeah, and I mean, Dip said Brock. You could argue Brock. Yeah, and Brock when he's around, perhaps? I gotta say, though, Cody, as a baby face right now, feels bigger than a lot of the people that that are popping into my mind, right? He feels bigger as a baby face than Seth. Bigger than Brock, even though Brock was presented as a bigger attraction. feels bigger than Big E. He feels bigger than Drew. He like
0: he came in and jumped straight to the top. babyface face spot. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles And your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use gift mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply.
2: The one thing that makes me feel good, I, I feel really strongly about this WrestleMania backlash card. I love, I love where this card is going.
1: I, I agree. I, feel, I don't think it's. I think it's a really good card.
2: Backlash oh, that, always it. ends up be, backlash ends up being mage because it's all rematches of the most important, best matches from WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think they, I think that the Cody Seth situation is headed for a trilogy. I think there's a good chance that Seth may beat him. No, am I totally misfire right there?
3: I would like a, I don't spot, know. a trilogy would be good. Yeah, I mean, if Seth beating him leads them to a trilogy, I could go with you on that. Yeah, I don't
2: see why he needs to sweep Seth.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, right, I you're not you're not doing Seth any favors. I mean, I, look, I they think... do
1: everything to the extreme. That's you know unnecessary. So there's a very, it's very possible that Cody just beats his ass. But, um. Yeah, I mean, look, I do like the backlash card. Of course, we'll be watching, but there isn't. Th- th- there needs to be a little bit more creative storytelling going on now, um, if if they're going to keep keep the ratings up, <laughs> because it's you know, I it, mean, we're definitely in that post WrestleMania lull. It feels that it feels like they've introduced a lot of mid carders, man. Just now, it I hold like on wrong he- though. Right, there's That's a it- heavy mid card right now. Heavy mid card.
3: But all on you know. Raw, right? Am I mistaken? Did anybody go to SmackDown? Because we have Veer, Champa, and um, Ezekiel all popped up on I'm Raw. F- forgive
1: me. Do we even see Champa yeah.
3: this week? No.
1: Is Champa the first person to beat Veer?
3: <laughs> he might be actually.
1: What are we doing with Veer? What's the hope with Veer? Do we feed him to uh, Drew McIntyre did, eventually? When what it's all they one do they do? What
2: did what did? Wait. So what happened with Veer this week? He, he just he beat destroyed a Jabba. a Jabba. Oh yeah, he just destroyed a jobber Right. Right. Okay. I mean, where do you go with with Veer, dude? Where do you and
1: I? I don't want to get into this argument like we did last week, but where do you go with Gunther, dude?
3: Where oh, do yeah, you Gunther go got called with, up with the for Where Smack, do you
1: where do you go with these people? I mean, I don't to Gun- have to wait and yeah, say, yeah,
3: Gunther. I can see Gunther. I can see Gunther taking the Intercontinental Championship. I can see him feuding with Drew too for a little while. I know, but here's what I'll say. Here's here's the problem.
1: You have you introduce these guys, the Veers, even the Madcaps, the 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 Gunthers. And at the end of the day, it, I don't want to get into this place where everybody is just a feeder for Roman Reigns and or whoever is at the top with him. It just, it, it feels, doesn't it feel like it just all headed towards that no matter what? Even if it's Drew, like everyone is a feeder eventually to Drew right now or to Roman Reigns. There is no... There is no, like, mid-card glory. If Ricochet is mid-card glory, then we have an issue. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like, <laughs> why and that, I know we why keep saying, that like, issue? all they do, hold on, let me just finish. Like, all, we, all they do is care about Roman, all they do is care about Brock, all they do is care about Charlotte and the top people. It, it, it's just like, I, I don't want that to be the case anymore. And it it just feels like that more and more every month. It's like everyone is just part of something that just feeds up to the main guy.
3: I feel like you answered your own question though when you brought up Ricochet because he's doing his own thing independent of Roman. He has a championship. It's making him feel what is he more doing good. though? I mean, are he's you wrecking well, hold is on he Ricochet's himself title? Himself I would,
2: ring? would generally agree with you. I would generally agree with you, except it's coming off a week where he just got like a solid in the middle of the ring pin win against Jinder
3: Mahal, who was a former WWE just- champion i know but it's just yeah that's a snoo- what i'm saying was, Like i would snoozy. generally agree with you too it's but snoozy. i feel like ricochet is the is the answer to your question because they're Listen, doing their I, own thing
2: I, I i think we're both right because i do think that there are plenty of times when i'm like what are they doing with ricochet but i think your timing of saying it, this week is weird because <laughs> yeah. he had a huge week like he had a match and he just start- they announced last week that they were having this match ginger Hall against ricochet for the title and i was like well that means Ricochet is losing the title to Jinder Mahal. And instead, you, he beat him one, two, three in the middle of the ring. That's what I thought. You, you thought Jinder Mahal, who has nothing going on, was going to beat Ricochet for the inter- I
1: That's thought That's exactly it was what he had a,
3: going on when he took the title off of Randy Orton.
2: Right. I thought it was going to be a post-WrestleMania, let's jumpstart Jinder thing. Oh, and, and I thought Ricochet would just be, listen, Ricochet didn't even get a match at WrestleMania. So I was like, well, he didn't get a match at WrestleMania. Jinder's going to just beat him quick and get the title. And now Jinder will get a push. Instead... Ricochet one two three in the middle of the ring, yeah. hitting his hitting his finish. Yeah, I'm with you, P. So you're right in general. Yeah, it's they, just they, a, they, there's a there's a, no
1: storyline. It's just no just no story. It's boring. It's a, okay. He wins. He holds the title up. Like I have no I agree. Emotion. The, the,
2: no emotion. The under the under stories tend to all get. They're just about competition. The story's always people wanting to just beat each other for a title, and there's not enough interpersonal. Once you get below the Roman story on SmackDown, in particular,
1: they do a great job with the Roman story. They've
2: they've been doing fantastic work with him. But it just at least just- at least Raw has a couple things. At least Raw has some Bianca and Sonya, whatever. It's a thing. There's there's something there. You may not I would, like it. There's something there. That was a rough segment. Whoa. Um. Oh boy. There's. Uh. Bobby MVP Omas is something. There's a lot of down with there. that. That's my
1: favorite thing in wrestling right now, okay? That's my number one thing I care about. That's the number um, one storyline for me in wrestling right now.
2: Seth and Cody exists. It may be, it, it, and is good. It may be silly, but the KO Ezekiel thing is at least them doing something with someone that's not just let's compete. Okay, fair. Fair. I think Raw actually has more right now going on. It's just a really long show. (laughs) SmackDown's a shorter show, but they just kind of, they keep you waiting on Roman. What's going to be happening with Roman? And if nothing happens with Roman on a given week, it feels like a letdown episode of SmackDown.
3: Yeah, like last week. Like last week. We saw saw his
2: name on the door. But was he on TV at all? He got a week off last week. He probably didn't show up. I, mean, I made that up, but I mean, they didn't even have to use him. We Maybe didn't they see didn't him. take a week.
3: We didn't see him. He didn't show up to us. Kayfabe. He shows up when he wants.
2: I don't think... Let me put it this way. There's no world in which Roman Reigns shows up to TVs and doesn't end up on TV.
3: Maybe he got there and there was no table. Was, was the head of the table do it on the table?
2: <laughs> he was, he said, people people you know had already what? eaten. Yeah, I'll be on yeah. my bus. Uh, if you already ate, I'm a, I'm on my bus. So... I hear you, though, Dip. I hear you. They definitely need more around the tag team division. Definitely need more in the mid card. Um, no, they need more stories in the mid card, not just com- competition. That's what I mean. Not people, card. you know. Um, but uh, on the flip side, I am happy we're seeing some new names. We are seeing. I mean, dude, you wanted to around forever. It hasn't really started yet, but he's around. I need something meaningful for Ciampa. I mean. Butch appears like he's going to be something. Oh yeah, Butch is a little psycho. Like, yeah, the, I like psycho no, Butch me too. Yeah, yeah, he's what? he's a loose cannon. I, I like I like that he's like a bad guy who even the other bad guys are kind of scared of. Yeah. Like this dude's a maniac. Speaking I think that's a really that's that's leaning into his look. And it did look like, like he Butch got shot looks out of like a maniac
3: when uh, he hit the table with Xavier Woods. It, it looked like somebody shot him out of a cannon at Xavier Woods. You might have something there, so there me, are a few.
1: There are a few things there. Let me get critical again. <laughs> well, wow, you why? Um, I feel like AEW is in a massive lull right now.
3: Oh um, no, um, I didn't expect you to say that.
1: It. Wow, I mean, a shocking I got, moment. I got to tell you, there are a few things I like. I like MJF
3: Wardlow. But can you end off with what you like? Because I feel like we, yeah. can, can, you, can you can you lead off with the critical and end sure. with what you like?
1: Sure. They need to take the title off of. Of, of hangman page well that's old news Yeah, i don't know how they're gonna do it it doesn't feel like anyone is a real they're not building any real legitimate story with him right now should they have done I it this like like
3: past the, weekend i feel like this was a perfect yes. opportunity
1: yep i don't feel like it just it, it feels like just too much what competition was this past with weekend? no story
3: he had a like a, a hardcore match with adam cole that he ended up winning i know On these matches the are
1: I know these matches are must-see. I know that some, like one match a week everyone's texting about, and it's like all great, but I have not found it to be must-see TV in a real way in the last three weeks to four weeks. So I think they need to start making some stories over on that show too uh, for me to tune into every week. Mm. I think they're getting a little comfortable over there at All Elite
2: really. and, and, and And what do you yeah, like? What do you
1: like? I like MJF Wardlow. I like the fact that you see Samoa Joe on television. <laughs> um, it's getting really hard for me to even point out. No, this is what you I like. This love. is what you like. I know. I, I, I don't even. I can't even tell you a few that I'm. I'm that interested in right now. That's making me tune in every week, except MJF
2: Wardlow. So did I? Did I hear that there's a? Uh, did I hear that there's another? Um, what the hell was I gonna say?
3: <laughs> no idea. Altru. I'm gonna have to say no. You didn't hear that because you you sure? I, I don't think you did. Nobody nobody heard. Uh, you know I haven't heard it. That that I haven't heard it. Dip, have you heard? Did you hear about heard that? what <laughs> the, the, about you know eh? the thing? The thing that Rosenberg just brought up, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I totally forgot what I was going to say, but I but I will say, I have been if it means anything, and I and I think it does. I have not been prioritizing watching AW. Mm-hmm. I I try to I try to watch the MJF segments, and that's kind of it. What's
1: right CM now. Punk got going on right now? Nothing. Good wrestling matches with
2: mid-carters? Yeah, that that's kind of like that's what they're doing with him, which is fine for him, you know. Is it? But um is it fine for him? Well, I think it's, it's probably I think it's he's nice okay with check. it. I think he's okay to be paid a lot of money to show up once a week and wrestle with good wrestlers for right now. But, for now. You don't they, think CM Punk now. wants that title? He wants it.
1: Uh but I Yeah, he does. <laughs> They <laughs> he rushed. Does.
2: He does. They let's be honest. Let's just be honest. They rushed getting CM Punk to MJF, and and they had one great match. The one pay per view match was awesome, right? Um, really enjoyable, and then they moved on from it, and now we went right towards well, it was. One. It was long enough. No, I don't. I don't think. No, end- how it, it was. It was a month. Was it just CM a Punk weeks? MJF? Oh, right. Yeah. It was the shortest. It was maybe the shortest of MJF stories with CM Punk. It was pretty quick. I think it was two matches. And it was, and you could tell it was all to get to Wardlow, which is fine. But to your point about Punk, Punk should be more than just there to get MJF to Wardlow. I agree. It but, should, but, shouldn't be That should be a, th- a huge
1: thing. But the, the Wardlow, MJF, um, uh, what's his name? The other guy. I, Sean oh. Spears, Sean Spears, CM Punk, that whole thing all those, seg- all those segments and that whole story was great. And I, I have no issue with MJF versus Wardlow. That's a, that's a feud. No, no, no. That's what happened.
2: That's, it's been a long, it's been building for a year. He worked, that, he worked right. for him.
1: He disrespect, you know, that, I mean, they've told that masterfully. That's a real story. That's called storytelling.
3: No, no. MJF I, I don't have though, a prop has been, <laughs> it's MJF though, right? He's been on all the best stories. In AEW since the beginning, He's the best like, talker with, in the company. With Cody, He's the engine with Jericho, for all that stuff. With punk.
2: Yeah, but that's but but the I'm not saying the Wardlow thing isn't good. Of course it is. Of course that's where they should go. What I'm saying is it's not good use of Punk to just be sort of a catalyst for that. Like no, Punk I should agree. be involved in something major. Why? Uh, I mean, listen, he could have done that for a second, but then he should have transitioned right into something with hangman. We're going to keep going with hangman and Cole. If they weren't going to put it on Cole to shock everyone at the last pay-per-view, get out of the coal hangman. Yeah. There's agreed. nothing it's there. Not no heat whatsoever. Meaningless. Nothing.
3: It's, it's hurting Adam Cole. It's hurting both. Of it's hurting them. both of
2: them. It's <laughs> yeah. not good for either of them. Let's let's, I would immediately get to CM punk and hangman page. I agreed. I don't know what they're thinking. That is CM Punk Hangman
1: Pages is, is it. And then CM Punk gets the title. MJF destroys. Wardlow is going to beat MJF. He'll job to, to Wardlow for sure. And then eventually Wardlow does pick up the win on on, on, Wardlow, on Wardlow and then chases CM Punk for the title again. And then they have another blood feud. And, you know, we already were here and
2: now we're there. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't the road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba At participating McDonald's. I got to tell you guys, I rarely do this. Maybe it's never happened before, but hold on, I have to. Ma 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 mail. Might as well start getting to it because I haven't gotten to so long. But I just I saw that uh, David sent us an email called uh, the the subject guys is Jewish Jr. And he says, and I quote, "Sweet Pete, you have something going on with Jewish Jr." He says, "Jewish Jr. should be reading this email." (laughs) You have something going on with Jewish Jr. It's it's show mage. The possibilities are endless. With a Jewish JR, the hellfire and brimstone of Yom Kippur. The WrestleMania moment of a 13-year-old on the Bima. Hell in a (laughs) sukkah. Hell in a sukkah. I love that. How about this? Good God, the matcha's broken in half. (laughs) (laughs) Also... Massive shout out to stat guy, bald guy, Greg, for so lovingly and willingly embracing the insane amount of Judaica talk on cheap Pete, he deserves an induction into the celebrity wing of the Jewish <laughs> HOF. With a life since day one, the show has never been better. Wow. Thanks, David. My God, an, an email from hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have another Jewish email here from uh, Jacqueline mail uh the subject of this email is mjf maror galore (laughs) maror galore dude dip uh pete dip and the newly minted bgg no i (laughs) just wanted to let you know the mjf conversation was the best thing i've listened to this week it was such a relatable niche conversation. As a member of the tribe, I was highly entertained. Wishing you and Dip a zissin Pesach and leaving you with my controversial Jew-take of the millennium. Savory noodle kugel and farfel dishes over sweet ones 100% of the time. Jacqui. Thank you, Jacqueline or Jacqui. I think she's good. you better. like your kugel savory or sweet, Dip? No, I need
1: sweet kugel. Savory I kugel agree. is, it's just a, it's just a big. It's kugel of J's. Yeah, kugel of and, and it's just a big plate of noodles, frankly. <laughs> There's nothing to it.
2: I got to tell you, by the way, we, we, we have to recap Passover coming out of it. It is, Passover is such a setup for disaster. Because? It's, it's, it is the amount of annoyance that builds to just have a, a what do we want to do? Let's get a group of hungry Jews together. And then let's force them to have a regimented service for an hour before they can eat anything. And the only thing they can snack on is like celery and carrots dipped in salt water. It's like torture. I I and mean, and you do, my you, bro- my, you do
3: that? Why salt my water? My brother
2: and my dad were 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 th- they were having one of those years where they're both taking like the leading very seriously. No, like any talking, any talking got people getting yelled at. People getting talk- getting yelled- shushed. What? People were getting, by the way, that's very common at my satyrs, yelling and (laughs) screaming and telling people to stop, shut up, put your phone away. It was very intense. And then you're waiting and waiting. And then here's the worst part. When it's time to eat, you forget that while it's good and you're going to enjoy a couple things, it's all kosher for Passover. So it's the worst holiday meal of the year. (laughs) Like you get, you're getting kugel that's K for P. That's not as good as regular kugel. You, like, everything everything you're getting is K for P, at you, least to mine. I never get K for P. P. Is good. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. At your
1: oh Seder, it's not K for P? It could be K for P if there's someone who's K but, for uh, P. You know, uh, if, if, if there's someone at the Seder who's K for P, I'm not. we're well, not K for P. We're nothing. But,
2: but hold on. But even during <laughs> oh the God. Passover Seder, they're not keeping it kosher for Passover? Does it count if it's not?
1: I, my family do- is not religious, so my. So, so damage.
2: you're saying that like if a if a dish at, if a dish at your Passover called for breadcrumbs, your mom's still making it with breadcrumbs. Absolutely, my mom. There's nothing. There's no leaven. There's no crumb. There's no nothing. It's all matzah based. Okay, the entire meal. Uh, uh, matzo it's based. It's- we don't even matzah. We don't even eat matzah. We
1: we <laughs> matzah. Who what, what who <sighs> who wants matzah when you got bread. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're the biggest yeast family in the business today. (laughs) I mean, listen, thank God. Thank God Mima came through and her brisket was slamming. And the brisket, you know, it doesn't matter. There's no bread involved. So the brisket was still on point. The matzo ball soup. Natalie made matzo balls for the first time. She never made matzo balls before. Oh, how were they? Delightful. Should we put them up against Mary Dipperstein? The perfect I, I listen. It's her first time. I don't know if she's ready to get in the ring with Mary Dipperstein, but she her consistency was fantastic. What's MJF's grandmother's one
3: one. name again? Was it in- Mamu. Mamu? Mamu. We yeah. need. A- I
2: don't know if she Mima. Well, you want a triple threat match? Mima versus Mamu versus Mary Dipperstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's and then and then act and then Natalie can get in as the fourth, the, the you know the new young challenger. <laughs> That's a, that is a fatal four-way of matzo ball. Mima, Mamu, Mary, and Natalie. <laughs> fatal four-way for the matzo ball championship of the world. Or a, a matzo ball in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by, by God, that, that my roar is bitter as can be, as the tears <laughs> of our people. <laughs>
1: Uh, no shout out to matzah i like uh
2: i'm a stripes guy i have some some gluten free matzah gluten free matzah by the way is just a delicious cracker yeah i'm down with matzah
1: but you really need to dunk it in something i can't just be eating uh you know just straight straight up matzah you know i need some cream cheese and jelly in
2: there mail by the way this this message was very funny uh, Zachary wrote us and said, "Cheap Heat started at 44 minutes. Mm. <laughs> I enjoy your little discussions, but this may be a little much. I really wanted to listen to wrestling talk. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think you get listen. That. Listen. He's a first-time listen. listener. No, listen." You're allowed to have a week where you go, oh, my God, guys, you're getting started yet, particularly if you're not, like, close with any Jews and are rambling about Passover means nothing to you. I could certainly see myself hitting the 30-second skip button a few ah, times. It's but good that for the people for. To hear it. It's good for the people. It's cultured.
0: Culture, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. you getting
2: culture out of your wrestling podcast. Go
1: eat you know? some kefilta fish. What's this guy's name? Zach. Zach, <laughs> Zach we need to send this guy some some and
2: kafilta fish. So he. By can the way, I, I feel like... Uh, There are people listening, probably, where if you're being realistic about your personal life, this is the only time you're talking to Jewish guys and a black guy. So this is (laughs) take this. You should count this towards your cultural quotient for the week.
3: I should have to keep a straight face with dip.
2: (laughs) That's that's. I'm just being honest, guys. Most people live in a bubble and spend their week talking to only people just like themselves. That's what most people do. We, we are your multicultural friends on cheap heat. So learn, listen, let's hear from, uh, let's hear an email about, uh, ma <laughs> Mail <laughs> guys. I'll be brief. BGG saying that Gunther hasn't changed at all. Who is BGG is like saying Elias hasn't changed. <laughs> yup. Nothing except for their name, physical attributes, music, and presentation. <laughs> Just about everything that makes a wrestler, what they are, Eric,
3: the presentation is the same. The name and the look change. But I, like I told you, those are insignificant changes, the name and look. The move sets the oh, same. God. I can't believe when you're his trying body type, to squirm out of this. His body type and his name don't matter. His moveset is the same. You can't, But, I mean, name and look are
2: something. It's not man. really look, though. He's just more muscular. Oh my I wish God. I could get it. By the way, I should I could make a change like
3: performance that. Performance center, yeah. We need the performance center.
2: I don't know. I have um, I,
1: I have eyes and ears. I, I I I see something that you don't see. Okay,
2: you're, you're seeing.
1: Welcome
0: to the shoot, arrow baby.
2: Mail. Trevor says the mage one dip and BGG. By the way, people are really <laughs> running with BGG this week. I
3: don't know who that is.
2: <laughs> the people, the peckerheads. Um. All right. Let's let's say. Let's see. What happened to my email? Oh, here it is. Thanks for the great pod last week. It was refreshing to hear MJF say nice things about anything. (laughs) I'm actually ready to get your thoughts on who is beating Roman Reigns. I think Cody Rhodes could beat Roman eventually, but that's really going to depend on Cody keeping us interested until I would assume SummerSlam or the UK show. I was also thinking that if Reigns slowly modified his character from badass heel to badass babyface, the heel edge could dethrone him. But I think Roman has to be badass heel Roman to face the Rocket Mania, and Edge dethroning him doesn't create the next star. Though it would help Edge leap up in the Tears of Mage. That leads me to either returning Big E having all the juice in the world and New Day in the Bloodline giving us a great summer storyline. E never got his rematch when he lost the title, so there's the start of a story there. What about John Moxley? Couldn't WWE throw him all the money or whatever creative control Mox wasn't getting during his last run. Imagine Reigns winning at SummerSlam and Mox's music hits at the end of the show. Mox beats Reigns in the UK. Mox and Reigns never really tangled post shield. Is there a world where Mox can be lured home? What are your thoughts? Thanks again for the great listens. Can't wait for Tony Khan's next big <laughs> announcement. Trevor in Sacramento. Great email. I'll tell you what. Tip, you talk about something. Ugh. If at the end of a major pay-per-view, Roman's standing in the ring and Mox's music hits, it is something up a
1: storm. I mean, it would be explosive. Something something upon something. I don't think you're going to get it, though. I think he probably hates them and is never going back.
3: That's I don't think guess. he hates them, but the problem is that that creative control piece, he, Like he's he's not is, back he yet. is not getting the level of creative control that they gave Cody, just because as much as I love Dean Ambrose and love Mox, love Mox, if I'm if I'm being honest... He has some bad ideas, and he needed to be reined in a lot. of course he did. so they're not going they're not going to give him creative control so he can just have carte blanche to to see out those ideas against whatever opponent's going to be willing to go along with it.
2: I just think it's funny that Dip is so sure that he won't come back. As if this isn't WWE, and we haven't seen this a million times,
1: I would be very surprised. I know his deal's coming up soon, but yo, um, Brett came I, would, back, I would love anybody,
3: that. Anybody, if Brett, if come Brett came home, back, yo.
2: listen, dude, if Brett came back, w- w- they can work this out <laughs> if they wanted to. If
1: the if Ultimate Warrior to. came back after Warrior. no showing,
3: yo, Warrior came back. They they put out the self destruction of Ultimate Warrior about how he was the worst wrestler of all time. Warrior <laughs> yep. came back. Liter- literally a hit War- Warrior <laughs> standing in the
1: ring two years later.
3: <laughs> yeah. You can't find that DVD anywhere. And there's another one talking about how Warrior is awesome with the same people. I own
1: it. I own uh, the <laughs> self-destruction. I bought it yeah, at the time. You
2: know, oh, me too.
1: I bought it You can't find time. it
3: anywhere. It's It's gone. It, and you WWE the same people Prime. who are telling you that now. Warrior is among the all-time iconic greats because he came I back pulled, They...
1: they I almost pulled the they trigger. They named
2: an him. award after
3: him. <laughs> the most prestigious <laughs>
2: award is come named on after. Come
3: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can come home.
2: So, whatever happened with Mox? You know, he wasn't happy with the catering. Yeah. Uh, stories weren't right. Anybody? Can come now there's home. a different person providing all the food on the table. Exactly, different table being set altogether. Whatever it is that John Moxley thought was so bad about, listen. Dealing with annoying writers and getting rewrites and showing up and waiting to talk to Vince McMahon and doing all the annoying things that he had to do in the grand scheme of things, relative to getting to walk out like Cody did on that WrestleMania stage in front of 70,000 people, it's, uh, I think you can still argue there's, it's worth it. He, you know, at least, and especially if he talks to Cody, Cody's gonna be like, dude, yeah, I get treated like gold now. Come on back. Dude. Yeah, Cody's gonna be <laughs> like, like, yo, by the way, the- Keep up the eight o'clock
3: hour of Monday night Raw. <laughs> See how I get
1: treated. If if yeah. if Dean Ambrose comes back, he would be the same, it would be the same treatment, I think. And it would be this, I don't know what his relationship is with anyone, but I'm just saying that, that he would be if he had the Cody spot in next year or the year after, it would be, oh my God, be huge. Gargantle.
2: Yeah. And, and by the way, it's like in a lot of ways wwe would be then sort of rectifying i'm not saying they'd be on some level they'd be kind of mitigating the aew wound if you have cody and he's mage and over and moxley and mage and over and those are your guys who basically just left for a little while and then came back and were even bigger i i think it's a, a strong play you don't really have to go get anyone else i mean one day maybe you want to poach one of their homegrown people too yeah wh- and then you of you, course then you—that's that, have that's that could be asserting dominance. It'll be MJ Moxley could have a huge story. Ugh. Moxley and Roman—it um, would be if next year's Mania mage. was Moxley Roman on the poster. you know how mage that would be. Yes, it's not. It's going to be The Rock. But if it were in two, it's, it's going to be The Rock and The mage. Rock will be. It's, it's it's The Rock, and that and by the way, that will look more mage, and that will be a bigger thing. But in terms of a wrestling story for wrestling fans. Mox and Roman would be as big as anything. Absolutely. I mean, that's not what WrestleMania is for. Obviously, it'll be the rock. I get it. But man, M- Mox and him would be gigantic. By the way, you want to really you
1: want to really set it off? A shield <laughs> triple threat. I mean Shield wow. triple threat would be midge. they all have different personalities and personas now at this point, it would be Lev's.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it would be fun. A lot of there's there's options there. And again, this is sort of the upside of upside of having Competition out there because people can go away and come back
0: better.
2: Mail. Another message about who should defeat Roman Reigns. I see. Listening to last week's show and dip asked the question who defeats Roman Reigns. I wanted to include my take because it was a bit different than you guys. Now I'm a Roman Reigns fan to the level of SGG with Bret Hart, so please bear with me. When I think about what WWE is trying to accomplish with this title run. I think they are looking at it as a Bruno slash Hulk Hogan type run where Roman has the title for years and years. Roman and rock is happening in LA next year, a thousand percent confirmed and Roman will be beating rock. I honestly can see Roman keeping the belt until mania 40. Oh my God.
3: I'm here for it. You just got passed
2: (laughs) until mania 40 with him losing to whoever, whomever is the guy who is taking his place whether it be Braun Breaker, Gable Stevenson, Theory, et cetera. Whoever is the next guy should be the one to beat Roman Reigns. They will not have Cody beat Roman because they will not have the guy who started their competition go over as their, go over their biggest star. It will not be drew because let's face it. He's Roman's favorite number two as he calls him in interviews. <laughs> the next person to beat Roman Reigns should be the next face of the company to take the reins pun intended from him as he goes off to Hollywood and becomes the next crossover star. Roman has even said on podcast before that whoever takes his place needs to take it from him. And I truly believe he means this title as well. During this run, I see him facing Shinsuke Cody, Drew, Seth, Bobby, Omos with returning wrestlers, such as the fiend and eventually John Moxley. What are your thoughts? Take it easy. Stay mage and see you in LA in 2023.
1: I think it's a very accurate list of competitors in the next two (laughs) years. Agreed
3: agreed
1: about as accurate as it gets that includes the fiend
3: who takes who i hope takes it. it though let's get the fiend who takes know. the title
1: we don't know that's it's it's the probably the biggest question in wrestling is who, who takes the belt off Roman i'll Reigns. tell you what
2: i'll tell you what last night you know I, I know it's just uh i know it's just the u.s title last night was a big night for austin theory
1: I'm a big fan, so I mean, I hate the name change. Obviously, that's e- that's easy to say, but um, I- is it is
2: is the is the name change it's done? just theory? Yeah. yeah, he's theory. As of last night, they called him just theory. Two weeks ago, yeah. I know, I know. They mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but then I thought it went back to it. No, nah, he's just theory. I'm not. I, I I I don't like that, but whatever. It's fine. It's not the end of the world, but it's not my my fave. But he he looked great last night. I liked Vince McMahon coming out.
3: Buffalo didn't deserve Vince. They didn't deserve to hear that no chance and get Vince on the stage. Well, why not? It's why Buffalo.
2: Not? Wow. Wow. I do want to say before the uh, show ends on this program that uh definitely want to say rest in peace to the great DJ K. Oh, Slay. Yeah. The drama king. Um, One of the just I mean, he's one of these guys who crosses so many different parts of hip hop culture. Like, Dip. I'm guessing you know K. Slay from like hearing him on Serious, right? The Drama King is in, in the, the building. building. Is that DJ that? Drama? No,
1: that's K. Slay. Or is,
2: that, no. is that K. Slay? That's K. Slay. Yeah, you had it, right? oh, okay.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, look, whenever I was in New York, I always listened. to, I always listened to New York hip hop radio. That was always my favorite thing. That was way before I knew you, and way before you were on the radio. Warning. Uh, a kid, so... warning, warning,
0: warning, the drama king is in the building. The drama king
2: is in the building. Warning. warning, 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 warning.
0: The drama king is in the building. The drama king is in the building.
2: Mage. You would hear that that sound if you were driving around New York on a Thursday with Hot 97 on. You might hear that drop 200 times. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. That's my, you know, he, I mean, look,
1: I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about DJ K slay, but, uh, he, I know that he definitely plays the type of music that I love.
2: (laughs) Confirmed.
1: That is true.
3: Mixtape King for a while too, man. Like
2: he, I mean, huge, uh, huge in the, in the mixtape game. All right. Huge in the graffiti game. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, huge in the graffiti game. He's in the movie Style Wars. If anyone out there has seen or not seen um, the Style Wars documentary, he's in that as one of the early graffiti artists in hip-hop. He was truly one of the guys I was excited to call a, a colleague when I, when I got to hot. So rest in peace to the great drama king, DJ K. Slay after a uh, four month battle with covid really really sad yeah <sighs> Jesus anyways moving along because it's just another week in life as an adult where you just get terrible bad news this is just sort of par for the course uh, unfortunately as you get older let's let's do something that makes us all feel good makes us all feel happy I'm
0: black y'all, and I'm black yall and I'm and I'm black y'all and I'm black y'all and I'm black y'all and I'm blacker than black and I'm black y'all I'm wicked black blacker than black black I'm black than black yo because I'm black and I'm black and i'm black and I'm black y'all and I'm black blacker than black and I'm black y'all and I'm black y'all and I'm black you and I'm black blacker black and I'm black y'all and I'm big black 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 black
2: <laughs> we never let no. the whole thing play out <laughs> he hits another cadence i forget oh that movie's so good uh all right guys black power rankings i'll go first this week um i mean listen how about your man whose name i forget <laughs> oh no who got another win over mjf last week sergeant dean is that his Sean name dean Sean Dean Sean Dean listen right place right time got a little bit of help from that piggy Wardlow and and gets a victory second in a row over Maxwell Jacob Friedman and now I know the name Sean Dean because prior to a couple of weeks ago I did not know it was I missing out on like a, a bigger history from Sean Dean no I don't think so <laughs> no well, you listen, man. Him he had a great, he had, a, and by the way, he looked pretty good. I don't know if I'm feeling his Corporal Kushner, Kushner kind of gimmick. No. By the way, it's C- Corporal Kushner, not Corporal Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> no, Did you correct yourself? That's a different character. All Corporal Kushner is a different character altogether. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? Let me give Sean Dean an honorable mention because I don't know enough about him. So let me let me be real. Um, I will, but it is cool that he had a. A good couple of yeah. weeks. My, my man, but, whose name
3: I forget, is not.
2: Yeah, once you start with. Once you start. Yeah, Captain Sean Dean. But once you start with my man, whose name I can't remember, <laughs> that means, <laughs> you know, you can do better. Um, so I will give it to um, Bianca Belair, who, you know, is going to make quick work of Sonya Deville. I, listen, I love Sonya. She's the homie, but she. She already, you saw how easily B- Bianca got her up for that KOD and chucked her like a just bag of garbage. Um, and then, you know, got a little dollar fine, paid it off, and we'll keep it moving. I really think that Bianca is sort of in the midst. I hope that her and Sonia have some fun and they 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 make it something special next week when they have their match in Bianca's hometown of Knoxville. Because I feel like Bianca's having a moment of, of elevating um, and getting up to the next level, which I think we're all excited to see. So I'll go to... Bianca Belair with Captain Sean Dean as my
3: honorable mention. Uh, S-G- I'm going to throw it to our truth um, No honorable mention. I'm just going <sighs> to you it to You took mine. You, you, because. You, you mofo. Man, listen, man. <laughs> I'll try not to say everything, but I'll just say that, you know, I, before I pass the mic to Dip, that that wedding segment, I mean, I mean it could have been a train wreck, but I think having him as the official marriage guy, controlling it and and added some levity to it was it just shows that levity
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not describe that segment as levity okay but uh you know i'll give it to it you had it had funny was parts i
3: thought it had even, funny parts even the part where like he he I think he did a great job of controlling the crowd too, because Buffalo with that that hey and he told them like, listen, there will be there will be time for that.
1: I know that was funny. <laughs> I, <That laughs> I was promise
3: funny. you. And then it made them sort of erupt into it. I thought he was, I thought he did really good.
1: I hate to I hate to like characterize it this way, but that whole group of people with the twenty four seven thing. I mean, that's like the low. That's like you talk about mid card. Like that's under the mid card. Like that's it's <laughs> like the definitive low card, is right?
3: Yeah, for Dezawa.
1: sure.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to be honest about what it is. Yeah. Um,
3: none none but, of them are complaining about being on funny TV, parts, though. <laughs>
1: I'm going to give it to MVP, if if not our truth I was going to give it to our truth but um, I want to give it to MVP because he's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, like I said before earlier in the show, the Omos MVP thing is my the most intriguing thing in wrestling in my opinion for me right
2: now storyline-wise with Bobby. So um I really hope that I hope I really hope that ends up paying off. What it could be. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of potential there. And in fact, I hope I hope at some point he gets his hands on MVP.
3: He has to. He has to.
2: By the way, there's a, there's a really good chance. No, not a good chance, because I'm, I'm not as hot as I once was. But there's a decent chance that I, I had a take that that I, I had on the air on Hot 97 this morning that they're turning into a social clip that could get me dragged up a story. What was it? Uh, I said that, and I, by the way, I, I mean this, but I know how it sounds. So I said that Doja Cat can wrap circles around Drake and Kanye. Oh, my God. And I in mean, what's in 100% what still, like, just uh, just rapping skills. I don't mean makes better music, has a better body of work. I mean, if an instrumental was playing and they were like, "Yo, everyone go in," who's going to impress you the most? I think Doja would impress me the most.
1: You love Doja I think Cat. I I'd go at the end. You're
2: one of the biggest Doja Cat guys in the business.
1: That's
3: fair. No, that's fair though. I feel she's she's got so many different styles.
1: Like I saw her at Coachella. Drake, it was dope. That would have been your highlight if you were there, by the way, for sure.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. It Would have been Doja Cat. Drake and Ye are both icons. They're amazing. Their total package is fantastic. But in terms of either one of their individual rap styles. It's not why I listen to either of them. That's fair. Obviously fair. fair. I mean, I love do- Doja's rap styles. Me- I stop and I go, damn, that was an ill pattern. How'd she do you that? You are going to He's- get killed. Yep. But,
3: um, yeah, that's
2: fair. It's not, a cra- it's not as crazy as it sounds. It's a crazier. That's why it's a good take because it's easy to crush and get mad about. But if you really stop and think about what's being said, unless you're just a hater who doesn't acknowledge Doja Cat at all, it's not that crazy to say. I get it, but a lot of people out there, when it's a woman and their name, her name has "cat" in the title, they- they're just not going to accept. They just don't want to hear it, and 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 her songs are poppy, et cetera, et cetera. I tell you one more
1: thing from Coachella that was a total highlight and something I was totally ignorant to because I, you know, I I, I sort of just listen to rap music and that's my thing, but I was introduced to the work of Stromae. Mm. Holy, I don't m- know Stromae. He's a Belgian hip-hop artist um, who's collaborated for years with so many mage people, and he never performs, and he's kind of a recluse or whatever, but that was the by far most interesting and best show I saw at Coachella, and I saw endless amounts of acts this year. I actually watched hip-hop um,
2: this year. Uh, well, I missed you. I missed you greatly, um, and I'm sorry I wasn't there. Yeah. Please forgive me. Next time, next. If there is that's all I, I want to say, if there is a next time.
1: My next, my next big music concert um, guys, with you is I want to go to the 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 dance hall, Hot 97 festival.
3: Oh, you want to go on, on
0: the, the reggae, reggae tip? tip? Yeah. Mark, <laughs> My God, it's,
2: it's Sean Paul. Sean Paul is here at On the Reggae Tip. Oh, it's Buju Banton. I never thought I'd see Buju and Sean Paul on the same stage at the same time. Not since they were in the Tokyo Dome. My God, it's Bounty Killer. (laughs) My God, Bounty Killer's here. Bounty Killer's here. Elephant Man. (laughs) Like Hangman. (laughs) Uh oh Hangman versus Elephant Man, a, a true matchup for the senses, the ages, and we, we we also want to point out other artists like Spice because the female artist is is is, is just as worthy of praise as the male artist. All right. See you guys. Everyone stay made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, stay made, please. The greatest professional
3: wrestler in the history of the art form. m